the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Danny Cannell, Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons, and Tom Fernelli. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. I'm Chip Patterson. A little bit of a unique scenario here as we were gathering together for our regularly scheduled hour on CBS Sports HQ. That's right, the Cover 3 Podcast on CBS Sports HQ. We hand out winners every single Tuesday from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Well, right as it was happening, uh, news broke that the LSU-Alabama game, the SEC on CBS Game of the Week, would be postponed, as would Texas A&M and Tennessee. So uh, we spent the the first block of that hour breaking that down, so we thought we'd bring it to you here, emergency podcast style. We weren't quite able to get together to record the emergency podcast because we were all together on CBS Sports HQ. So this is myself, Dennis Dodd, Danny Cannell, and Tom Fernelli breaking down the postponement because of COVID reasons, LSU and Alabama and Texas A&M and Tennessee. Enjoy. Uh, as we get into it here on the Cover 3 podcast here on CBS Sports HQ, joined by Dennis Dodd, Danny Cannell, Tom Fernelli. Uh, this is a, a wave of news that we've seen really since uh, coaches started having their media availability yesterday. There are potentially more games that are trending towards having some issues as coaches await test results. Dennis, uh, what is the latest that you're hearing around some of these postponements? Well, just that those three games are, are postponed, I think they're using the cautious language because they don't want to say canceled. But in the case of LSU Alabama, I cannot fathom anything but a cancellation. The teams don't have a common date going forward to play that game. LSU has already used its its December 12th date. It has passed its bye week to play Florida. So I don't know when, L, when LSU Alabama can play. I have not looked at the calendar on those other two games to get them going. But I think the significance of this is that Alabama chasing a national championship and LSU, obviously, where they are, that would become the first, if it happens, the first SEC game that was canceled due to COVID. I mean, it's happened in every conference, I think, in the country, and it was bound to happen in the SEC. I don't know if you can make any judgments here about them starting September 26. There's no right or wrong yet to be judged here. Uh, it could get worse before it gets better, but... I don't see a way where this game can be played right now, the way the calendar lies. Yeah, and all of this, I mean, this is pretty much a wave of bad news that's coming in for the SEC. It shouldn't be that surprising. I mean, cases are up around our country. Um, you know, we're not that far from Halloween, which was a very popular time to go out for a lot of college campuses. 
uh, you know, it's later in the season, so players might get a little loose or lax with their protocols and keeping social distance and those things. So it's not surprising. And I, I don't maybe don't need this game to be made up. I mean, Alabama was a four touchdown favorite. So does it impact their chances for the playoff? Probably not. They could still run the table and get in and, you know, win the SEC championship game. It's not like this game would have been the difference. Um, but I still believe, and I've said this from the minute the Big Ten announced it was coming back and they were going to try to play eight games in eight weeks and have a championship game on the ninth and have a run of nine weeks for perfection, that everyone, all conferences, would be um, smart and prudent to add a little bit more of a buffer into the schedule. And, you know, why are we trying to get that December 20th selection Sunday you know, so honed in? And clearly it's for the networks, right? You want to stay on that January 1st to start the playoff. But, and I think this is a decision that's going to have to be made by the power players is how bad do you want to stick to that new year's day and January 11th date? Or do you want to have something that resembles more of a fuller season, push it back. So some of these games can be made up. I don't know the answer to that question, but I do know if you want to play as close to a full schedule, you're going to have to build in a buffer because the dates, the open dates uh, are all starting to fill up with, uh, you know, po postponed games getting made up. It's just going to be really tight. So it all depends on that decision to me. Yeah, I mean, like you guys have said, this this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. We talked about even before the season began that while we didn't have any doubts about whether or not they'd be able to start the seasons, the real question mark would be as we got into the late fall and early winter, would they be able to finish the season? And now we're seeing some disturbing trends in the last few weeks in, in which, yes, we have more conferences playing, so there are more games on the schedule. But we're seeing a higher frequency of those games get postponed and get canceled. As Danny mentioned, we're seeing cases go up throughout the country. So I don't think this should come as a surprise. I do worry that this is not to be just the end of it. I think we're going to see more and more of this over the next couple of weeks coming into the SEC, where we're not going to just be trying to figure out whether or not we can make up Alabama LSU. We might have to make up Alabama Kentucky, Alabama Auburn, Alabama Arkansas. There are other games that could be at jeopardy in the near future. But again, if there is a silver lining in this spot, every other season in the SEC, Alabama LSU is a very important game. At least this year, LSU is not competing for the division title, so it's not going to have much of an impact on that. It's just a question of what kind of impact will this have on Alabama going forward as it's the one of these teams that are you know, having their games canceled and Texas A&M who are both competing in the division, competing for an SEC title and competing for a playoff berth. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Tom, because that's where I go next, is I think that the SEC expanded its schedule so that it could go conference only, and it expanded the schedule to 10 games. And that meant the addition of some more cross-division games. And, you know, you want to try to preserve some of those historic rivalries. But, and, you know, I try to try to break it down. I think if you're the SEC league office, don't you want to make sure that there are enough data points for an Alabama, for a Texas A&M, to be able to be in the college football playoff conversation? You know, Florida is playing against LSU in that last bye week that is currently an available spot for Alabama if it wants to schedule a game. LSU has no bye weeks because of that Florida uh, game already being rescheduled. And I guess, like, Dennis, uh, do you think that in the league office, the idea of rearranging the schedule to accommodate some of these programs and some of these teams or accommodate some of the division rivalries so you at least have competitive balance within the division? races are are those going to be conversations that are had over the next several weeks
No, I think we're so late in the season now that the idea is just to get as many games played as, as you can. It's, at some point, if you start considering that, you're going to fry your brain. Um, as I said yesterday on HQ, you've got about 127 teams right now coming in on separate tracks to the same train station trying to get the season done. And they ain't going to all get there on time with all the games played. I think the biggest concern, if there is one, for the SEC, if Alabama wins out, they're going to be in. If Florida beats Alabama, they're going to be in. It's the situation with the second team from the playoff. And, and if uh, Texas A&M loses a game or two, how does it impact it when you're comparing them to an undefeated Cincinnati that plays all its games in the American, which you know is fairly strong this year? BYU less of a less of a chance, um, but, but you know, or a Notre Dame that loses to uh, to Clemson in the rematch and they try to become a second team from the ACC. All this is assuming there are no more stoppages in the ACC or the American. So I think that's where the concern comes in, and frankly, they can't do anything about it right now. Um, if that game is truly lost, the Texas a&M game, it's lost, just like the Alabama-LSU game is lost. But I think if they start trying to get you know get there with competitive equity, remember how this season started, where Missouri was going, what did we do to the conference office to deserve playing LSU and Alabama in our two crossover games? So, no, I don't think I, – I, I think they're just trying to get there right now because I think we've got to seriously start talking about what this does to the playoff in terms of do they have to move the dates for that from January 1st and or considering who's healthy for that game. We've already gone through the Trevor Lawrence thing. Um, you know, if we go through this, are you just going to play games with whoever you've got at that point? And can you afford having a team drop out a week before the national champ national semifinal because they don't have enough players to play? I mean, we're looking at that now. We're sitting here on November 9th. And if, you know, the playoffs start, they're going to have to travel, you know, to the site, which is always yeah. an issue. Uh, there's, so there's a lot of issues that are going to crop up. Uh, and it's been a popular idea there. I think what you said there, Dennis, is really that Texas A&M is potentially the biggest loser here from a college football playoff standpoint. I think but I think the rest of Alabama's schedule could get canceled. And as long as they play Florida and Florida could have the rest of their games canceled, and as long as they play Alabama, the SEC champion is going to be in. But we've all already started to discuss Texas A&M as the possible, uh, you know, one loss team that doesn't win the conference that could be in there. And that's when you start getting into comparing resumes, you compare, uh, you know, outcomes, you compare statistics, uh, and you look at the analytics, you use the eye test. And if you haven't played very much, and if you've got two less data points, you know, if you lost more than one game, that could significantly uh, adversely impact Texas A&M's chances there. And you can look at it and say, you know what, in a typical year, maybe wins against Kentucky and Arkansas wouldn't resonate, but Arkansas is pretty good this year. Like that actually is a resume booster. Um, you know, Auburn is always going to be a brand that helps. So I think you look at it and it's it's that's probably the most significant damage that could be done to the SEC is the potential for two teams in the playoff. Yeah, and I think what the SEC should be working on right now is doing everything it can to limit the further damage that could be coming to the conference because of this. Because like you asked originally, Chip, what should they consider maybe swapping out, you know, Florida LSU for LSU Alabama? I don't think the SEC should waste any time trying to figure out when or if they should schedule a game between Alabama and LSU. I think everything that they do should be focused simply on getting in as many games as possible. And it's something we've discussed on the podcast earlier this week as far as changes that they could consider making. I know they don't want to do it and they don't want to go back on it, but I think at a bare minimum, considering everything that's happening right now in the country with the numbers going up, 
they should seriously reconsider allowing fans in the stands at stadiums because there's no evidence that that has any impact on spreading the virus to the players on the field. But at the very least, you're taking that out of the equation and minimizing the risk, if it even exists, of that happening. So I think that that's one step that they could make looking forward. And that's something that they should definitely consider doing. Because again, if I'm the SEC, if I'm Greg Sankey, if I'm anybody that's in charge of making a decision for what to do going forward, the only thing on my mind is limiting the damage as much as possible and making, you know, doing everything I can to get every single game that I can in. Okay, first, this is bad news. Like, we agree. This is not good. No one is ever thinking that outbreaks or positive tests are good news. Is the SEC starting to lose games? Is that good news for Ohio State? Like, Dennis, is it a Big Ten champion, Ohio State, that all of a sudden doesn't see as much of a win count difference uh, against some of the other teams? I mean, it, it is still so tough and so early for the Ohio State to even imagine that they're going to be able to get in those eight, nine games that are on the Buckeyes schedule without having some interruption, as we've already seen the game cancellations in the Big Ten elsewhere. But uh, as we start to see this add up, if Ohio State can somehow get through this with uh, a full schedule for what the Buckeyes have on paper right now, doesn't doesn't this news and doesn't this week in the SEC mean that there's not going to be as much of a gap when you're comparing all these teams at the end of the season? I think if Ohio State goes seven and zero, they're in. I mean, anything above the minimum, which is six in the Big Ten, you can't play less than six games right now, and that's where Wisconsin is. Um, you know, if they if they play seven and they win them all, they're in. They're they're Ohio State. I don't care what the committee says. At some point. That has to enter the back of your mind that this is Clem, you know, for example, Clemson, which loses a double overtime game on the road with their backup quarterback by a touchdown. You're not going to keep them out. Uh, I don't see any scenario. I was asked this today that a one loss uh, uh, Clemson as an ACC champion gets left out as things are right now. I just don't see it. And I think if Ohio State can compete for and win a Big Ten championship and go undefeated in any scenario right now, I think they're in. So, yeah, does it bring them a little closer? Yeah, I guess if one team plays 10 and the other plays 7 or 6 or something like that. But I think at the top of the food chain, which is where this season started and where it is right now, when you're a brand name like that, you're not going to say, well, we're going to treat this as a bunch of injuries. COVID got in the way, you can't possibly be eligible when, say, Cincinnati goes 11-0. That's not going to be the case. Alabama is still going to be in at 7-0. Ohio State's going to still be in at 7-0 over a group of five teams that even at that point at 11-0 wouldn't have played as tough a schedule. Totally agree, Dennis. But, I mean, look what happened to Wisconsin. They lost two games already. If Ohio right. State has any issues, then it's, then it's well, yeah, we might be limited. We don't have as many wins, and that might help you somewhat. Then it's a completely different conversation. So I think, you know, numbers-wise, it makes sense that, yes, if you're Ohio State, at least it kind of takes that second SEC team out of the equation. I think also if you're Oregon or USC or some, you know, whoever the Pac-12 champion is who's playing even less games than the Big Ten, you're probably thinking the same thing, but it still doesn't take away that you have almost zero margin for error when it comes to getting games canceled. Yeah, I think Ohio State could survive one game getting canceled, but as we've seen happen at a couple different places, if you do have a significant issue, it could mean multiple weeks that you're shut down, and then it could be, yeah, how long, how far does that brand go? And I think the brand does carry you in there, especially if you're impressive when you actually are on the field. 
but you surely don't want to put that in the hands of the committee. You know, I, I don't think it matters how many games Alabama plays, how many games Clemson plays, how many games Ohio State plays. If we just look at the situation and how they're already approaching the 2020 season, any bowl that is able to get its game in is able to choose any team that it wants to be in the bowl, no matter the team's record. The college football playoff is going to take the same approach to picking the four teams that it wants in its playoffs. So whether they play four games, five games, six games, Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State are going to be in the college football playoff. The only question is, will it be Florida, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Oregon, or USC, or Notre Dame joining them there? I think that's the situation we're looking at. I know we can talk about Cincinnati and BYU having great seasons, but really the way things are going and the way they're approaching the season, the playoff is just going to want to make sure they have as many people watching the game as possible to get as much money out of it as they can as possible because... That's the reason they're doing it to begin with, gentlemen. Again, that was us on CBS Sports HQ uh, reacting live to the breaking news of the postponements in the SEC. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Cover 3 podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We've got a mailbag coming on Wednesday for Dennis Dodd, Tom Fernelli, and Danny Cannell. I'm Chip Patterson. Thank you very much. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.